because there are an innumerable things beyond the range of human understanding, we constantly use symbolic terms to represent concepts that we cannot define or fully comprehend. This is one reason why all religions employ symbolic language or images. But this conscious use of symbols is only one aspect of a psychological fact of great importance. Man also produces symbols unconsciously and spontaneously. This is not easy to grasp, but we're here to talk about it. Welcome to another Depot Society podcast. My name is Joel. It has been some time, but we are back to talk about the big things that we should be talking about. And today, we're going to be addressing fear. Fear and the other me, right? So when I say fear, it's very easy to take this in multiple different places. What are you scared of? Are you scared of other people? Are you scared of yourself? Are you scared of heights? Are you, there's so many phobias nowadays, or not even nowadays, but that people are just, you know, afflicted by that it's like, okay, well, life is scary. Fear is a common emotion. It's okay to be scared and it's okay to talk about being scared. But that's the thing because it's scary to be scared and it's scary to talk about being scared. So why would I talk about being scared? I don't want to because it's scary. It's a scary topic. You know what I'm saying? So talking about fear is one of the hardest things to do because you never know when someone is going to use that fear against you. You never know when the person that you think you're closest to is going to take this information that you just confided with them and use it against you. You don't know when your fear is going to manifest. You don't know where it's going to be at, what it's going to look like. Sometimes you don't even know what it really is. You're just scared. And I wanted to talk about a fear that I conquered recently. So if you guys didn't already know, I used to be a Twitch streamer, right? And I would stream on Twitch and I did a tiny, 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 tiny bit of YouTube when I was in high school. I'm not going to talk about it because those videos are, <laughs> they're, they're funny to say the least, but it was, it was a fun and it was a good experience. Um, I may, I may start again. I may not. Who knows? YouTube is very up in the air, but Twitch streaming, live streaming. Oh man. Live streaming is great. Live streaming is so fun. Live streaming is awesome. Getting to react and talk to people live as you're playing the game, the chat is flowing. Even if it's not flowing, someone is speaking in the chat, someone is giving you tips, let's say on a game that they've played already and they just wanna watch you play it. There's There's been a lot of genuine people that I've met on Twitch uh, through chat that will 
quite literally they came because they like the game and they just like to see people play it and i cannot understand that concept because me being the streamer i don't <laughs> i don't do that like i don't go and watch twitch i don't you know i don't indulge myself i used to i tried to but then it's so much to just like sit there for like hours watching this person or having them in the background like man i could be listening to music i could be doing other things it's just not something that i myself does or do but i appreciate those that do because if it wasn't for you then twitch would not be as popular as it is right now but back on topic right streaming despite it being so fun and engaging and i really want to get back into it but i'm scared now you might ask well why are you scared i mean you're doing this you have other things that you do that are probably much scarier than just you know sitting at your computer and playing the game that you play and just showing yourself and speaking about it that should be really easy right well this fear comes with the implication of the masses and i say that in context to i'm not scared of streaming i'm scared of streaming and the result it'll have on the people that are close to me so streaming is an activity where you entertain right you are an entertainer and i have done this in many different ways i've done it in a group setting where i'm in a call with a bunch of different people and they are either we're all either doing the same thing or i'm doing one thing and other people are doing different things and the voices cascade and it's just not it's just not enjoyable it's not enjoyable for me it's not enjoyable for the viewers sometimes i can't even hear myself think despite i, I can't even imagine how the viewer feels like when they just want my perspective or my insights or one wants to talk to me but then there's jackson and jacob in the back like screaming and raquel like <laughs> just constantly talking it's uh it, it's not a good mix and i'm like you know what let me i i need to do the solo a bit and then when i go do it solo an issue they think i'm neglecting them they're like oh you don't hang out with me anymore you all, all you do is stream all you want to do is stream you don't give me attention all these things and i'm like well if you want me to stream then i have to I have to be consistent i mean i'm not doing it for like eight nine ten hours but for the little like i would say four hours is a good time is a good stream time like three and a half to like four hours because that gives people enough time to be like oh snap they're streaming i, I can I, I can come watch and them like still be relevant in the stream for a decent amount of time you know and it's not a crazy time sink investment i would definitely say more hours on streaming is required when it becomes something that fuels your income but until then three to four hours like that's so solid that's enough to complete a single player game if you just sit there all the way through but 
it became a problem, right? Every single time I would be encouraged to stream and then I would do it and then it would, it would become a problem. And it was so bad that it actually ended a lot of like friendships for me. Where it's like, dang bro, like you, like really? Like it, it's, it's like, it's really that shallow? Yes. Mo majority of the time, it really is just that shallow and it generates fear because now I don't want to stream because who's going to feel left out? Who's going to feel neglected? And there's definitely going to be the people that give me the advice that say, hey, it's okay, just focus on you, just do whatever you got to do if they don't support you or they feel some type of way, then they don't deserve to be in your life anyway. And it's like, yes, I understand that. And that's correct but it's still the fact that what if i don't want to lose all my relationships because of a singular activity you know so here comes the thing right that that's my problem how do i solve it you overcome fear by confronting it and you can confront fear in multiple different ways there is always a singular part of something that particularly generates fear inside of you. Someone might say that they are scared of clowns, right? Well, what exactly about the clown scares you? Is it the nose? Is it the makeup? Is it the facial expression? Is it the outfit? Is it the potential murderous intent it could be anything right but they're not scared of regular people so if they realize that the clown is just a regular person in a costume then you realize that they're just scared of the clown costume instead of clowns themselves we give our fear names and symbols right names scientific names names people names, random things that we come up with. It's a plethora of things that we do to try to understand our fear. And these symbols and these names are only identifiable to us. If you see a certain interaction, a certain action, someone says a certain word, someone says something, a sentence or anything, and you associate that with your fear, then you're creating symbols. You're creating, you're giving it a name and you're creating symbols. And oftentimes, people that are traumatized, and I say traumatized uh, in a light tone because there is no lighter word to describe trauma or no lighter word that I know of, if you guys know a lighter word that can describe that can describe trauma please let me know because i've been trying to discover that word for the past month <clears throat> people that have experienced trauma will show their fear outwards and they will put it onto other people and that is where you generate negative responses in your relationships if you're scared, you have to learn how to control your fear. It is okay to be scared. 
when the moment arises. If if your fear is glaring down at you and you are scared of it, you are doing the human thing. And that's great. That's awesome. But what you're not supposed to do is put that fear onto other people because you don't know how to handle your fear. For example, let's say me and you are in a room, right? And let's say you have trauma with saying yes, with always having to say yes, right? Like, let's say you can never say no to your parents, right? You can never say no to your parents or you could never be at fault, right? Because if you're at fault, then that means that there's a rain, a downpour of just trouble, just negative, negative things, awful things that you never want to you never 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 want to experience again right so you're scared of being wrong and you're also scared of saying no to certain people so let's say right actually to elaborate on what i just said maybe you're scared of saying no to authoritative figures let's go with that let's go with that instead right so let's say me and you are in a room. You you have your your trauma fears, right? Me and you are in a room. I'm sitting there, and I say, "Hey, let's go to McDonald's." And you want to say no. You want to say no, but let's say you see me in an authoritative light, very slightly as what whatever to trigger the trauma and you say yes right you say yes and we go to mcdonald's you don't actually want to go to mcdonald's but you are just so scared of saying no because you are scared of the implications even though the implications may not be true and majority of the majority of the time they're not but overthinking we'll get to that (laughs) another time but we we go to mcdonald's we get food and you are having a hard time deciding so i'm like hey why don't you just get uh the fries and a big mac right it's something that you've gotten before you enjoyed it before just go with that and you're already in a pissy mood because you didn't even want to go to mcdonald's you don't even want mcdonald's you're having a hard time deciding on what to order at mcdonald's because you don't want to be there and you are there because of your fear. So either you're mad at me for inducing your fear or you're mad at yourself for letting it control you and in, in your decisions. So then now you say, no, I never ate that before. Or no, I didn't like it back then. And then I say, wait, but you literally said before that you liked the burger. Like you physically said like, wow, this is so good. And then now we're in an argument going back and forth because you don't want to be seen as wrong you don't want to take fault and now you're trying to gaslight me saying no i never said that no you don't know what you're talking about why am i even here why did you bring me here i'm only here because you wanted to come here all these things right all these things because you are scared and you're scared of being scared so then you do everything in your power to avoid that but that is not fair to the other person. That is not fair to me because I don't know your fears. Even if you tell me, even if you explain it to me in excruciating detail, 
I don't know the symbols that you have created for your fear. I can know how to exactly avoid your fear in direct contact, but if you create symbols and you give it names and you manifest that fear into physical properties that are around you, you're going to feel trapped. You're going to feel alone. You're going to feel unempowered you're going to feel like the entire world is collapsing around you in that very moment and it's just not true it's just not true so now let's say this perfectly describes you you're in your head deep in thought you're probably denying it all now no I don't do that you don't know what you're talking about. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of anything. I can say no to people. I can say no right now. I can say no to you. Well, are you proving it to me or are you proving it to yourself? Are you actually confronting your fear or are you just coping in the only way that you know how? And maybe your coping mechanism is actually just extremely toxic. I want you guys to conduct an experiment the next time you feel fear and really please go through this and do this as confidently as you can the next time you feel fear or the next time you feel your trauma itching up on you or you feel helpless you feel stuck you feel like everyone is against me that you're alone that you just can't have anything that you are just that these social interactions are just awful and you're just having a terrible day and your mood is just ruined i implore you to seek the source find what is causing all of this understanding is everything and you need to understand why you're scared because if you do not, I promise you, and I really do promise you, and I've seen it happen before, you will kill your relationships because you are scared. And afterwards, you will blame yourself. You may blame them. You may attack them. You may insult them. You may do whatever to cope. You may get emotional support saying that they are wrong that you're right that you did the right thing that you've been right all along and they were just never the one but deep down you know that you messed up let's try to avoid that dig deep find out what you are scared of find out what is causing your fear if you have lash outs out I was about to say outbreaks just if you have emotional breakouts you are not in control of your emotions you go from shining radiance to just a damp towel you have to understand where this is coming from it's okay if you don't resolve it immediately because these things aren't resolved immediately they take time they take effort and they take time but you need to start seeing it because if you don't know and you don't understand it will plague you for the rest of your life 
forever everyone every single person every interaction every person every relationship every everything and i say relationships it comes with family it comes with friends it comes with significant others it comes with children it comes with everything parents it comes with everything business partners strangers you can't talk to anyone because you're scared how is that a way to live life you must get in touch with your emotions if you are not of the feminine polarity you have to understand your emotions to become whole if you are of the feminine polarity you are probably in touch with these emotions already and it just happens it just happens you can snap your finger and it'll just happen and that's fine because that is what your polarity does but when it comes to the masculine we have to learn all those things we don't know all of these things right off the bat we don't really care for emotion or feeling we have to learn that and if nobody teaches us or if nobody talks about it or if the feminine partner does not talk about it to the masculine enough for them to understand and i'm not talking about the runaround oh i told him that i was scared about this and he just doesn't care he just did it anyway didn't really care didn't really help me or anything you have to understand that this is not at the forefront of our minds The fact that two people are different and can come together despite their differences doesn't mean that you ignore the differences. You still have to work with the differences. The masculine and the feminine still have to work together and communicate properly. Now, if the feminine does not communicate properly and has emotional outbursts, the masculine is going to be confused and they're going to say, well, why are you doing that? Because the masculine seeks direct answer and solution but the feminine seeks emotional support and recompense if the masculine does not cater to the emotional needs which majority of the time they're not going to because they're just trying to find a solution and solve the problem right then and there the feminine will be outraged you're not listening to me you're not understanding me you don't understand me you don't get it you're empty you don't have any feeling you're not like you used to be that is wrong you cannot blame your partner for being different from you just because you're scared so i implore you the experiment next time you get very emotional next time you feel you cannot control yourself in that regard where you are afraid you're scared your anxiety your your fear is controlling you your body is doing whatever it wants your emotions just do whatever they want you shut down completely with no explanation whatsoever and then you don't explain find the cause dig a little into your masculine and find the root of the problem maybe it's the person maybe it's what the person does maybe it's just your thoughts
whatever answer you come up with, understand it. If all of this afflicts you and you come to the conclusion that you overthink and because you overthink, you feel like certain people are against you or certain people are not understanding you or you like I said earlier that you're just so scared to be wrong that you gaslight and you manipulate unintentionally and you just try to have your way whenever you want to even though that's not how you really want to act but you're just so scared of the possible implications or repercussions of you being wrong you have to understand that you have to see and understand that and say this is why I cannot control myself this is why these things are happening this is why I'm having all these arguments this is why I feel like I can't be around anyone or no one wants to be around me or I can't really have fun in public or I can't really have friends or I can't really go out or I can't really do anything this is why you must come to this realization and you must come to it as soon as possible because understanding is the first step and the moment that you start understanding is the moment that you can start helping yourself and you must help yourself before the other you takes hold multiple personalities we all have multiple personalities some of us use the altar a lot more than others there is the conscious you and the unconscious you let's talk about the other me i <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because i had a running joke with some old friends uh we we don't really talk too much anymore and the running joke was my name spelled backwards is me from an alternate universe or it's the quote-unquote evil me you know uh, i'm pretty sure people have uh have gone through that al already I i'm pretty sure so some of you guys can probably relate to that and um it's funny because we say it as a joke but then in all reality everyone has a dark side because the you that you portray that you play that is at the forefront is the person that is socially acceptable you have gone through all morals all ethics all everything whether that be consciously or unconsciously or through experience or through knowledge and you have said due to these questions i will answer them in this certain way and these answers mean that i will be acceptable in society and you put on the mask right now when you put on this mask you are socially acceptable. You are you. I am Joel. Right? Now, when I am not in public, when I am not 
surrounded by people when there is no one to judge me I act differently now this might not be a significant change or a significant difference or anything it might just be one or two actions or uh, two or three different thoughts but I change and I act more naturally I act more open I think less and I do more because there's not there's no thought when it comes to natural things if you have to think about something a lot then it's not a natural action it's not something that you do naturally it's something that you're forcing yourself to do and sometimes you do need to force yourself to do things it this all depends in context you you can really go very in depth about all of this but essentially you must be in touch with your dark side and I call it the dark side not because it's evil or that you should condemn it to hell it's the dark side because you don't show it it's in the shadow and shadows as we were talking about earlier man's symbols and I say man as in humankind shadows darkness nighttime it's all associated with negativity. Why? Because that is where the most natural you comes out in the nighttime. You are you. Are you. There's no one there. There's no one to see you. There is nothing. You do whatever you want in the darkness. And that is the real you. The you that you show out in the sunlight is the social, socially accepted you. Neither of these versions of you are bad. But the dark side is normally neglected. You don't speak your mind anymore. You, like I said, the trauma, right? The trauma defines your socially accepted self because your dark side would not it doesn't fly with your dark side but you have to put that dark side away because it's not socially acceptable all the way you know you gotta you gotta be crisp clean and presentable <clears throat> and if you're not it's like hey what's wrong with that person but then you realize and studies have shown that the older that you get the more you realize that no one ever cared no one is really looking at you no one is really judging you. And even if they are, they're doing it silently. Why? Because openly judging someone is not socially acceptable. They would never do that. So, once again, I've been asking a lot of you. And uh, I'm literally just speaking, but I'm asking so much of you. And for those that actually go out and do these things, you are very brave and I commend you honestly for seeking to better yourself and your relationships and your life and finally take control over something that has been burdening you for a long time you have to understand your dark side because your dark side will be the key your dark side will tell you the answers that you've been ignorant towards for god knows how long there are unconscious aspects of our perception of reality aka overthinking or what i would like to call swimming 
when I overthink, I imagine I'm at a beach. And before I start overthinking, I am laying in the sand, open, spread out. I'm just, it's just me on the sand, whatever clothes I'm wearing, if I'm wearing clothes or if I have a um, swim, swim trunks on or anything like that, what, whatever in the moment, you know. But I'm always laying on the sand and there's a beach house behind me and the shoreline is just completely open. The sand is beautiful, the water is beautiful, but the water is vast, the water is endless. The sand, I can see where it ends, I can see where it starts, I can see how long it is. But the water, I can't. It's impossible. When I start overthinking, I get up. And I start walking towards the water and I say, hey, you know, it's kind of hot out here. I, I would like to go for a swim, which is fine. It's just regular thought. Now, I'm swimming now. I'm thinking, thinking about the topic, thinking about the subject. And I start creating scenarios. This is where the unconscious starts playing a role. This is your dark side. This is the real you. The real you starts asking, what if? What if I did this? It's not socially acceptable. What if I did this? What if it went like this? All of the outcomes that you come up in your head are typically not socially acceptable the way that you did it. And they're not true. They will 99% of the time not come true. Your thoughts will almost always fail you in the reference of situational awareness. Your perception of situations will almost always be wrong because it is your dark side fighting against your light side. It is you versus the other you. And that other you is telling you, hey, if you weren't like the way that you are, things are probably going to go like this. And then you're like, well, no, I wouldn't want it to go like this because what about these moral and ethical implications? I'm not saying ditch all your morality. I'm just saying be natural. If you don't like something, say so. If someone crosses you, but they're a good friend of you, but they cross a line, be like, hey, you cross the line, buddy. Don't ever say that to me again. Like, for example, I had someone that I considered a friend, right? And we would talk a lot about philosophy, psychology. It was a fun, they were fun conversations, right? I enjoyed it. I really did. And we, I wouldn't say hang out, but we would work together very often. And I don't talk to them anymore because after we stopped really working together, we rarely saw each other. We never really had the conversations anymore because we were never in the same room or in the same area. They would only message me for money. That was it. That was literally it. Text messages would be dry and then all of a sudden, the first of the month, middle of the month, whenever the paycheck pops, they are always there to send me a message to say what's up. And I caught on to this. And I'm like, hey, why do you only ask me for money? I don't, like, we get the same paycheck. I don't, I don't have any money to give you, man. You're like, I'll pay you back, like, 
I, I don't never I don't never ask you for for anything. Yes. Yes, that's that's right. You don't ask me for anything. You only ask me for money and that is the only conversations that we have now. So what kind of friend is that? And they wanted to get defensive and say that I was wrong, but no. They're in the wrong and I'm standing up for myself. Now, me saying that, you could be like, damn, bro, like you were kind of rude about it. Like, why do you have to be an asshole like that? You didn't have to stop being friends. You could have just said, hey, I just don't have the money this time. Like, you could have helped them out another time. Why? 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 Why would I cope and do that? If your only intention is to hit me up for money, why are we friends? Why do I consider you a friend? Is is that what a friend is? A friend is just someone that asks you for money? No. My definition of a friend is much greater and my standards for friendship are much higher. And I believe everyone's standard for friendship should be higher. You shouldn't allow people to do the things that they do to you just because you know them. I don't care if I know you. Friendship is through connection. It's through a deep connection. Friendship is like a romantic relationship. We are together. We might not be doing sexual activities or anything like that, but we are together. When I consider you my friend or even more so my best friend, like I have deemed you worthy that if the time came, I would be more than willing to lay my life on the line to save yours because you have proved to me that you are not only loyal, that you are competent that you encourage me and the people around you that you are not here to stay in a box that you are trying to move forward that you are trying to do something with your life that you are trying to uplift everyone yourself and everyone around you and i'm not saying that you need to be some kind of philanthropist or a superhero i'm just saying that you need to have some moral compass and you don't and you need to have some direction if you want to really be my friend now we can be cool we can be cool we can be cordial and when i talk about this whole friendship thing like people kind of look at me sideways like damn bro like i'm not your friend like we've been working together for a while no you're not my friend you're my co-worker if something happens to me, you're not the first person that I'm texting. If something happens to you, who are you texting? You're going to text your closest, bestest friend. You're not going to text your coworker unless it's related to work. You're not going to text your manager. You're not going to text the cool guy that you met at the coffee shop that you guys had interest, uh, mutual interest with. That's not a friend. People throw a friend around like it's a toy. No, it's not. Friendship is a relationship. You treat it with respect. Your friends should always be trying to elevate you and themselves. And if they're not, look at them closely and realize, is this person going to be around me in 10 years? Is this person going to be with me in five years? If I leave this area and we become distant, 
is this person going to reach out and keep the same energy that they do now? What's going to happen to us if anything happens or I'm not in the area? Is this really my friend? Now, don't go overthinking the topic. Just remember, you cannot be ignorant of your dark side. The other you is a taboo. And the current you, or the one that you show, is a socially accepted one. But, as with all things, you need to communicate. Don't forget the experiments that I talked about earlier. Don't forget to communicate your fears. Don't forget to confront your fears. Don't forget to identify them. Don't forget to start understanding. Don't forget that there is another you. And don't forget that it is okay to be scared and it is okay to talk about being scared. This has been Deadpool Society. My name is Joel. Thank you for listening, as always.